Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and today is a historic show on the Take It Home Podcast. Usually, I'm a one-man show, but today I have a very, very special guest, my good friend, Baby Huey of the In The Click Podcast, and locally from 1077 The Bone, locally on the airwaves, the great, the legendary Baby Huey. Baby, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Wow. I I, I feel special. I, I got an introduction. I feel like normally I'm the one that's doing like the introduction for other people. So it's just kind of surreal to be a reverse role sitting here and letting someone introduce me. So thank you so much for, uh, for I hope having me. It was me a on. good one. I, like I said, I'm, this is my first time. I'm a little nervous. I'll be honest. I like, I like to be <laughs> full disclosure with my listeners. Very yes. nervous about hosting. I never, I'm using the one that's the, the co host booth, you know, with the. Uh, my good friend Garrett Gonzalez on the Fight Game Podcast. So um, my first attempt at this, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about you. How, how long have we been trying to plan this out for? I don't know, two years? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say all of 2022 I so know, far. I know, I know. Well, hopefully <laughs> it was, uh, 2023 we got, some, we got some fun stuff planned. And then uh, definitely, I, this is our first show together. We've only been like, what, a couple minutes in? And, but you're definitely going to come back in future episodes because this is going to be a great yeah. episode. I already know it. But but partly, I feel like John Cena, where, you know, last week on SmackDown, he's like, hey, my buddy Kevin Owens told me, um, it, you know, the, the year is almost up. And if I don't wrestle, it'll be the first time in 20 years I have not wrestled in WWE in a calendar mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, we're getting this in uh, under the wire before the year's up for me to appear on your podcast. So, yeah, I feel like John Cena right now. And I'm glad you brought <laughs> John Cena. In. So we're going to talk a lot about WWE here. But, you know, I did watch I watched SmackDown. I don't sit there and watch the whole two hours. I kind of fast pick and choose. Like, I watched that great Gunther Ricochet match, which I thought was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of busy with the kids and stuff, and SmackDown's on the background. The closing segment is with Sammy, right, and the Usos. Mm -hmm. And then, even though I was watching the delay, I watched it the next day on Saturday morning, there's some Cena comes on the screen. And, like... W has some star power. Roman Reigns, obviously, you know, but like mm-hmm. you missed that John Cena, right? That star power. And like he's talking about the match. He steps the match. You know, and I'm like, you know what? That makes to me, I felt like appointment viewing to see this tag team match, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be great. That's not that's next Friday, right? Yes, uh, December 30th. So, yeah, uh, the last SmackDown of the year. But, yeah, you're right about the star power as mm-hmm. far as, um, I think, was it two weeks ago, I want to say? They announced that he was just going to yeah, appear on the last SmackDown of the year. And then this past Friday, they announced, well, he's going to actually be wrestling tag team partner of Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. But I think, um, oh, I don't have the facts right in front of me, but talk about star power the amount of tickets sold since the announcement i think um god I, i'm just throwing it out there i think i heard something like four thousand extra tickets were oh. sold when they announced john cena was gonna appear um and so i think it's almost a sold out uh, arena now in, in tampa bay makes sense john cena lives in tampa bay so it's easy right up the street for him to to make an appearance there and now wrestle so the amount of tickets being sold since he's now it's going to be on the show and now wrestling yeah it, it's uh it's a definitely a big deal and what a way to end the 2022 with uh, uh the legend himself john cena yeah, I'm, I'm 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 holding out hope that he wrestles on one of those wrestlemania shows um wrestlemania weekend um, I was kind of rooting mm-hmm. for him versus Gunther because I think Gunther could beat a John Cena and it'd, it'd do Gunther wonders and John Cena is John Cena and he can lose to whoever and he's he's fine, right? I know the rumor is Brock Lesnar versus John excuse me, Brock Lesnar versus Gunther and mm-hmm. I love that match too as love to see those guys beat the hell out of each other but I, I just want Gunther to win. That's all, you know, I want, I want, I want Brock to do business and I kind of hope he does, you know, because again, like John Cena, Brock, he loses, he he leaves for a couple months, he comes back, he's fine. Yeah, that's my concern. Like, I, I'm with you. I want to see the match, but I'm like you. I want to see Gunther win. My only concern, a couple things. One, I was kind of hoping the third match between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar was going to be settled at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but now if that's going to be the case versus Gunther. I'm guessing, I'm just hypothetically, maybe they're going to bump that up 
for Royal Rumble now. So it would technically be one year come January where Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. last year, or excuse me, this past January for the WWE yes. title, if I remember correctly. Yes, because then he lost it at Elimination Chamber. But so I guess cool, the, the trilogy will end one full year later. But I kind of would rather see these two big hosses go at it at yeah. WrestleMania. But then, like you said, I would love to see Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. My only concern is, okay, yeah, will Brock do the job for Gunther? Or will Brock be like, hey, man, I've lost plenty of matches in 2022 for Roman Reigns. I need a win on a big stage. But will will Gunther still have the IC title at that point? And so uh, will, will Brock become IC champion? Or will Gunther drop mm-hmm. the IC title before then so there's no belt on the line? So Because Brock doesn't need to be no. IC champion. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to get to that point. If it's true, Brock versus Gunther, what's going to happen in the next three months with Gunther and that IC title? I mean, I'm really loving what Gunther has done done to the IC title made it feel like a very important championship again right it's all about who holds the title mm-hmm. and how it's presented mm-hmm. and he is to me from I will argue this to anyone that disagrees I think Gunther is the best wrestler in wrestling today like his whole presentation his matches are, are phenomenal he's, he's just my favorite mm-hmm. right now if I'm like I'm tuning in for a Gunther match on television or on a premium live event as they call them these days but but <laughs> i i really want him to see him i want you know talk about records being broken remember usos broke the record for the tag team title reign someone needs to break mm-hmm. that honky talk man's record one day why can't it be gunther <laughs> right and i wouldn't i wouldn't i would just kind of let gunther keep doing his thing with the ic title and then whatever happens whoever ends up with the unified title or the title gets split whoever let Gunther be ready for that. I think Gunther would be a great world champion, you know, WWE champion or universal. I hope it's just one belt by the damn. I hope it just remains one title with one new belt that signifies both. But I'm hearing rumors that they might split them up again, which is, you know, unfortunate. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you as far as I can easily see Gunther be IC title for a long time. But then, you know, if and when the time comes where Roman has to drop the titles if they do split them up I I could definitely see Gunther become like uh, a universal champion at some point for the Smackdown brand and you know knock on wood Cody is the WWE champion over on Raw but I think what they're doing right now with Gunther has been awesome the last six months like you said just making the IC title so important again it's been it's been more important now than it has in probably what I would say a few years I mean I would think the Miz the Miz's last or not uh, one of his uh, title reigns a few years ago was really good. Him and Dolph when they were going back and forth. I think that was what 2016. I'm yeah, gonna I, think say. I, I think it was that um, one of those that the No the, Mercy pay per view in Sacramento. No Mercy. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Like if you look, you can. I think you still see it on YouTube. Whatever. When Dolph because it was his career on the line for the IC title, he wins and he goes in the crowd and he's celebrating. You see me right there. To, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, tapping Dolph Ziggler and celebrating with him. You see me with, with my giant Star Wars theme yeah, hat on and Metallica, like Metallica ride the lightning shirt if you celebrating look with him. But really high up in the stands, that's what John LaRocca was at. I remember it was with Dave Dutra. And then to the left. Okay. So there's way back on the other side. I, we, okay. I shot away J.R. Kratos. And a few other people were just like sitting there, like waving each other, like laughing. And, you know, it was cool. It was the first, I think, one, is that the first event at that Golden One Center, right? I or one think of the second. Of- I think Paul Mc- I think, I think Paul McCartney was the first show there. Oh, of course, and, a Beatle. Uh, yeah. And No Mercy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, they probably Vince is like so I only go yeah, second yeah. if it was if uh, a Beatles yeah. ahead of me. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it was I a like fun. Gringo. It was a fun night. But it's yeah, not like Ringo better. This damn Paul McCartney. No, but 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 I'm with you. Like I said, that was like the last time the IC title felt like just really mm-hmm. relevant and important. Um, but so going back to Gunther, it's like, yeah, these last six months have been awesome. He's He's been used sparingly. He's not being like yeah. overused. You know, his matches have been important. And, and while, you know, Roman 
is the top champion and he's off TV a lot. I like that how on Raw, the US titles become like the number one title for Monday Night Raw. The IC title has been elevated as like the main title you see like week to week over there. Um, I know Roman is more of a SmackDown guy. He appears every once in a while on Raw, which I wish he would, I wish he would appear more often. But with that being said, since he has all those titles over on SmackDown, Raw has left is the U.S. title, and they elevate it as like the number one title over on the red brand. But yeah, with that being said, when Roman's not there, Gunther is like the number one guy champion on SmackDown. So yeah, everything, like you said, I've been loving his IC title run. Yeah, and this kind of like, this is a nice segue, because this is what I want to talk about. The main topic of Taking Home Podcast this week is about the the signings or the rehires back mm-hmm. with Triple H's reign, like, had they been hits? Had they been misses? And I'm going to start off real quick. We've just been talking about Gunther right now. I think, you know, you know, Gunther wasn't a rehire or anything, but bringing back as a complete unit, Imperium, with uh, Marcel mm-hmm. Bartel or or uh, Ludwig Kaiser, which I actually like that name better than Marcel Bartel. <laughs> and, uh, really? And okay. Giovanni Vinci, though I like Fabian Eichner better than Giovanni Vinci. Um, they, they they both were still in the system. They weren't they weren't, uh, but they were split. They were split up, right? But Triple H mm-hmm, brought mm-hmm. back Imperium as a six man tag as a unit. I hate saying trios, and I want to say it as a six man tag unit. And and I think they've been. Uh, a, a big time success in uh, in WWE uh, as we just talked about how with Gunther, you know, I think they could do more with uh, Kaiser and Vinci. They do a lot of jobs, but that's kind of like their role, you know. They're they're the Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard to mm-hmm. to Gunther's Ric Flair. Yes, absolutely, and and I agree with you. It's um, yeah, like like for them, I'm glad they just they fill out the tag team division over on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. This very much like the main event scene for WWE, it's kind of on hold because Roman's been dominating for so long. So I think there's a lot of guys who could be a champion or future champion. They're kind of just waiting it out until Roman eventually drops the title and then they can kind of clean slate, kind of get some new storylines and feuds going in that main event world title picture scene. The same can be said, I think, for the tag team division right now. I feel like over on SmackDown, especially, there's a lot of tag teams there, mm-hmm. but you know, Usos have gone through most of them, and so all the the rest are just kind of sitting there waiting. I know it was a um, Hit Row, I think, just won uh, last week, so they're going to be a go up against the Usos. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we're kind of like in this down period in WWE since there's no December pay per view. So what they've been trying to do, which I appreciate, is at least on Raw and SmackDown, they've been trying to give us some like I think big main events to fill that time until Royal Rumble because Royal Rumble's still what five weeks yeah. away. So I'm glad that like they're kind of as best they can making Raw and SmackDown feel better with like these beefy shows of like big matchups, world title or U.S. title, IC titles, uh, matches, just you know pay per view or premium live event quality matchups to fill that void up until Royal Rumble season gets going. Um, but with that being said, Imperium as a tag team, you know they've been filling the, the, the tag team division on SmackDown is great. It's a lot of depth right mm-hmm. now. But yeah, they're all just kind of, I think, going through the motions until the Uso storyline plays out. And if they eventually drop the titles to, you know, I think a lot of people are predicting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Um, So I think once those titles are off the Usos, then you can kind of get some more fresh matchups in the tag team division. Um, My one concern with Imperium, and you kind of touched on it, is uh, Ludwig and Giovanni, you know, they are, uh, let's say Walter, Gunther's right-hand men. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of personality out of them. I, I think, you know, they just go in there and fight on Gunther's behalf and whatnot. Uh, Giovanni, when um, Ludwig and Gunther debuted on SmackDown, Giovanni re- re-debuted, uh, or excuse me, uh, Fabian Eichner re-debuted as Giovanni Vinci. You know, he had the, the mm-hmm. beard and stuff. And he kind of had a little, little charisma going, character work on, on NXT 2.0. Uh, but then that kind of went away when he yeah. got called up and they reformed Imperium at Clash of the Castle. So 
kind of that character work he was starting to show in 2.0 kind of went to the sideline in favor of his main roster debut. So, you know, I hope at some point those guys can show a little more personality. I know Gunther's personality is like the, mm-hmm. the, the mat is sacred. The ring is sacred. He's very serious by the book. Um, I guess those guys are an extension of yeah. that. But yeah, anyway, you know, I kind of want to see some more character work out of yeah, that. I, I think you could probably see something like you said, like when this Uso story kind of plays out, I think when they go to the next phase of the tag team division, who's going to be, you know, I think you mm-hmm. might see more of them. Um, I could see those guys breaking off. Eventually you could do something like that, especially with Lucas Kaiser. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Luke, I think Kaiser is a tremendous talent. They, they both are. I mean, all those three guys mm-hmm. are great, so they'll be good. But you brought up Hit Row, and that's my next my next mm-hmm. uh, at least these guys were the new hires. They were let go. Boom. Yeah. Now are Hit Row hits or have they been misses so far? Misses. Definitely misses. And you know, nothing against them. They're all, I'm sure, great guys and gals, but uh um uh, a couple things for me, you know, Swerve Strickland, Isaiah Swerve Scott, whatever you want to call him by, you know, Simon Hanks team when Hit Row was a four piece. He definitely, you know, as the leader. Now, I know the other three members were kind of already a thing, if I remember correctly. Like, was it behind the scenes? They pitched it originally as the three of them, and then they added Swerve mm. later. But then when they added him, they decided the creative team made, made him to be the leader. I don't know the full backstory on Hit Row's, you know, creation in WWE or NXT, I should say. Um, but uh, it, I feel like they're missing something and not having Swerve there. Just as a fan who's watched them, just their time in NXT versus their time on SmackDown, I feel like they're missing something and it's having Swerve as their leader mm-hmm. i feel like that that's that's a big component that's missing um now granted you know swerve is doing things over in aew and you know apparently he's f- happy where he's at wants to stay there um doing things with rick ross as we saw on tv this week yeah. <laughs> you know g- g- ac- accusations, <laughs> accusations. <with> <laughs> but, you're a big but, motherfucker anyway, uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> I mean, okay, not to go on a tangent, but at least uh, as bad as that segment I thought yeah. was, at least people remember just Rick Ross cussing in the yeah. cinder block uh, spot. <laughs> at least that's the two the, highlights that remember. Styrofoam but... shock or whatever cinder block, you know, <laughs> broke, shattered yes, to exactly. dust. <laughs> I know, right? That that came really really easily yeah. for a two hundred yeah. pound guy. But um, no, but but hit row. Like I, I, ever since they've returned, I felt like they've been missing something, and it's been missing Swerve as their leader. Now, granted, bringing them back, they've been, you know, like I said, just adding more depth to the tag team division, and they've been putting on great matches, good matches, other than a uh, top dollar <laughs> little botch th- this past Friday where he fe- tried to jump yeah, over the rope. Scary. And, you know, f- well, was a little, little short. It's, it's hit Rose almost <laughs> but, a twosome, you know, with the, the, know, the Shanti exactly. and just B Fab out there. I know. Um, I, I think um, it, one issue I had is, you know, I, I think they brought them back and they immediately put them in a feud with Legado del mm-hmm. Fantasma, which, you know, they have history in NXT, but you have these two. Legado was called up, Hit Row was brought back. So they're two fresh teams on SmackDown. You're trying to build them up, but they're going at it and it's like, I think they're such an early stage on mm-hmm. their um, main roster run, their debut that they can't. Neither one can really afford yeah. a loss. So you kind of, I felt like they got booked in a corner. Like, okay, we got these two young teams going at it. I, I think it was too early yeah. for them to go at it. You let them go on separate paths and storylines, and maybe that's in twenty twenty three. You have them going at it, like you know, going parallel, have parallel storylines, building them up, and then they come to a clash later on, like in the new year. So I felt like them going at it, each mm-hmm. other was really a disservice for both yep. tag teams there at the time. So that that's kind of also been the the miss for me as well. It's like they haven't really been able to recover since. I one hundred percent agree. That's 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 a great insight right there. Like you have these two fresh teams groups and they're starting out feeding each other so they're basically going to cancel out each other no one's going to get 
I guess whoever ends the feud is going to get a little bit higher, but they're going to, you know, you're still hurting. Mm-hmm. I think a big mistake that Triple H has done so far, you know, I'm, ha- I'm glad he's hiring these people back because I think they're a lot of, they're very talented mm-hmm. people. It's just, it freshens things freshens, up. It yeah. definitely need to fresh things up on the main roster for sure, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, a lot of it was like, boom, surprise, here they are on our show. Boom, surprise, here's a new oh. act. Like, let things. M- marinate and let things get built up like hit row should have had like i said that the claim should have had when they first joined aw should have been six weeks of rap videos bagging on every Ooh. tag team in aw <laughs> just each each week it's a new rap on a, on a, the young bucks and it's ftr you know it's boom boom mm-hmm. boom like man who are these guys are just talking trash let's see if they can wrestle and they finally debut right hit row could yeah. have been the same way i don't know if I don't know if it would have been better if they were bay faces or heels. I actually think heels would be better. But then again, I kind of get a copy of Eclaimed as well. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of think those guys would have been – and even Legato would have benefited from, like, introducing people again. Like, a lot of people, I mean, didn't watch NXT 2.0. A lot of people ran off from NXT mm-hmm. 2.0, you know. And mm-hmm. so, like – and let's be honest, I mean – not all WWE fans watch every brand that the WWE puts on. Like they're not watching, you know, NXT. They were, it would be, they'd be at least be doing a million viewers, you know, or more a week. Right. So mm-hmm. reintroduce them, show vignettes, get all their personalities. Who are these people, you know, and then let them debut and, you know, let them beat some job guys real quick. It's something like that. Just kind of slowly build them up. And I think that's been the case with a lot of, a lot of the misses is that, here they are again, boom, and now they're now you're trying to plug them right away in some kind of storyline, and it just you know let them just get over first. Yeah, let me ask you this: you know, as uh, I always say, you're, you're one of the greatest wrestling minds that I know personally. So, from you as a Booker standpoint, when you debut new talent to to the main roster, regardless of their time in NXT, whatever. I feel like some of them, they're going up against a fellow like NXT talent, mm. someone that's fresh to the scene. Like I said, Hit Row versus Legato, two brand new teams going at it. Would it be more beneficial for these call-ups or these returns from NXT? Shouldn't they be going up against an established veteran from Raw or SmackDown? So that way they kind of get that credibility and that rub from working with the veteran and then eventually the the veteran doing the job to help put over the young talent and it's like oh wow this new talent or this young person whoever uh this is someone to keep my on they just beat so-and-so who's been on mm-hmm. smackdown for the last five years or whatever you know you get what i'm yeah. saying like do you think that's probably would have been a better scenario that they should have been doing with all these returns uh, i think he- in some cases that's okay they do here and there because i think you know the then you start wasting all the shock value because every time a new talent shows up they're beating someone that it's kind of established i always Mm. like okay i mean i'm a very old school thinker i like the idea of debuting new talent i like the idea of vignettes i like that you know get the personalities over first get people excited to see them Mm -hmm. in the ring like i still love that you know when i was younger when i'd watch you Mm -hmm. know just for, I mean, even like I like Repo Man, who's out there trying to you know repossess <laughs> yes, cars yes. and shit, right? And I'd be like, that guy I mean, looks familiar, you know. And then, yeah. but then I'm like, even as goofy as Repo Man is, I'm like, yeah. When they announce, and next week, yeah, after like three weeks of vignettes, and next week Repo Man makes his debut, I'm like, you're excited, right? And and I think, you know use job guys use the extra talent again mm-hmm. you know quick matches get over the team get over or the, the wrestler what they can do you know show off their you know uh, feature get over this is establish their finishers you know and so mm-hmm. wh- and let them that let that be good three to four weeks of that and then like people okay. are like well i want to see this guy wrestle uh someone that's gonna give him some competition oh well here is uh you know you know uh, John Gargano now he's wrestling Dolph Ziggler and he beats Dolph Ziggler you know what I mean oh shoot mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is pretty good you know he's he's backing up and yeah. then, you know that kind of thing like I don't think like rushing people their debut it's a shock and now they're in this program sometimes I think like that's just too too much too soon but let it marinate let the mm-hmm. people get to know them get used to their get excited about them and then start 
featuring him in, in, in bigger matches. That's how I would, that's how my approach would be. I'm with you, like, as far as like growing up vignettes, like, I love Razor Ramon's vignettes. Yeah, yeah. Like, those as a kid were legendary. Just him at the restaurant, you know, it's like, the getting mad about the, the check and throwing the, the food yeah. and the plates. And my brother and I were like, oh my God, this guy is crazy. He pushed someone in the well. <laughs> so his wish came true. Like, so I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, vignettes can get you hyped up and um, can help, like, train the viewers of like who is this person mm. their personality their gimmick so I, i'm totally with you yeah. on that um not i don't have to go on a side thing but like will hobbs they've been doing some like vignettes or chapters mm -hmm. I, I know that's aew but is that something you've been digging lately just to kind of reestablish will hobbs? i like the idea what they're doing i just don't like the execution the videos are too short okay like this past one like they, they're, they got, okay. they're marketing like of the chapter three of the you know the book of Hobbes, and it was like mm -hmm. what ninety seconds of him talking, and then mm -hmm. boom, you know, I'm like, well, we need a little more in depth, you know, what what you're talking about. Okay. So, but it's a good step. It's a good step. It's mm -hmm. just I just wish they execute that that better. But I'm not saying every wrestler needs a vignette, but I think most do. There's there's some special cases like uh you know a Gargano could have been a guy like boom that just shows up and wins a match and like over a Dolph Ziggler night one because oh this is Johnny Gargano from NXT former champion former triple candy all that kind of stuff they could really promote him you know mm -hmm. but a, a team like Hit Row like let him go out there do, like, first of all let them do vignettes get him over and then let him win some matches and establish themselves and then you kind of get you know, figure them in later, you know, but get them over as winners mm -hmm. first. That's the main thing. Like, you know, not just mm -hmm. win one week and then lose the next week. That 50, 50 booking never, never works for anyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now I agree with you. I think it's, um, it's interesting. Cause I feel like triple H in the last, what, five months he's been mm -hmm. in charge. Now he's kind of doing what Tony Khan did last year. Like he's, to a certain extent relying on these big returns and that shock value and just getting that buzz and getting people to talk about like people like us talking about it all the podcasts and journalists out there um it's just trying to create some buzz but then what you do mm -hmm. after that is important and i think that's the issue like especially for us what we're talking about tonight is like what's been working what's been not working so it's you know it's one thing to bring someone back and just get that shock value that surprise the the crowd reaction people you know on social mm -hmm. media talking about it but yeah what do you do the following week and the weeks after that's really crucial and that's really been kind of the interesting story for the last few months is how these big returns how they've been being used and um yeah hit row you know it's just one example of like you know, it was exciting to see them, cool to see them back at WWE, but yeah, they've kind of been fumbling with them. They've just been kind of floating around in the tag team scene, and that can be said for a lot of people who've been brought back on Raw and SmackDown. Here's a big one, a pretty big name, mm -hmm. a rehire, someone we thought was gone and someone we thought was maybe going to lead the Dark Order, but now he's back. Bray Wyatt, has it been a hit or has it been a miss? <clears throat> I will okay. So far, one. I will say, I will say, hit barely. It's like a bunt. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> a bunt. It, was, it, it was down the th third base line, but <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I say that because it is at the point where I am getting a little um, what's the word? Uh, restless. Mm -hmm. I think right word, but like. I want to see some in-ring yeah. action. Like, when's come on, the, man. He's been back a few When's the months. next step now? We've seen him come out and talk and talk yes. and ramble. And the Uncle Howdy debut of the actual physical you know, in, in, uh, presentation of him last week met with a lot of mixed reactions. I thought it was Warwick is... Davis from Leprechaun the movies. Like, that's what I thought it was. That's what it looked like to me, didn't he? Like... <laughs> Willow. Willow. I still got to finish that. I don't know if it's done yet, but I still got to catch up on Willow. Um, <laughs> no alcohol is involved in the show tonight. Um, 
I don't know about you. <laughs> That's for me. I'm, ple- I'm, I'm as a, a a great friend of mine said one time. I'm sober as a cucumber. That's what he said to a, to a police officer when he got pulled over. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Uh, no, but, but 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 Bray Wyatt, like I'm like great return at what was it, extreme rules at mm-hmm. the end and the crowd reaction and the door and the lights and the looks like the the life-size form of all the puppets come yeah. to life and like all that stuff it was cool and then like you know the lat like he was kind of the, the qr codes all that stuff like the mystery yeah. and like people trying to figure out piecing all this stuff together youtube videos jefferson starship whatever all that stuff um but now it's like he's just been cutting promos but this what is this leading to it's like come mm-hmm. on like we got short attention spans in 2022 like you gotta kind of get to the point quicker yeah. now um I, I feel like la Knight's kind of the mvp of this whole rivalry right now he's the one that's kind of keeping this yeah, going like great. his promos have been yeah, great uh so you know like he's the one i think it's kind of carrying this thing and even i think what he was saying last week in his promo like making fun of bray white like you do like he did a pretty good impression of him too but like you know you do these promos that don't go anywhere <laughs> and like i know it's you that beat me up like like you said la knight has been the one that's like carrying this this feud and it, it, it's you know i think it's at the point where it's like okay give me something else like is there a reason that like, they're holding him off from like actually wrestling? Like, That's... are they trying to make it a big deal? His big return match, or you know, I know people have been critical of Bray Wyatt's wrestling mm. skills, so maybe they're trying to hold off on that on purpose. But I don't know. I don't. I, there's a. I don't agree with those yeah. people that say Bray Wyatt's not a good wrestler. I think he's fantastic, but I, I just think mm-hmm. like they had this idea, which I thought was a brilliant idea, brilliant marketing to bring him back, get the buzz going on Bray Wyatt again. I just think like if you're trying to hold it off to Royal Rumble, his first match, I'm guessing that's when it's going to happen. Why don't yeah. you debut him? Like start doing the tease now or something. Like have him, you know, yeah. build up a SmackDown if Bray Wyatt's going to show up on and, you know, get that buzz going. And, and then kind of, it's just right. I mean, I was excited to see him back. I always liked Bray Wyatt. I love the Fiend mm-hmm. character. I kind of was hoping that would come back. I know bray's a guy like likes to evolve and especially what happened at the end with the fiend character not just to bring it alive and that stupidness but just just all that bad taste that was left in her mouth but that character mm-hmm. the fiend to me had so much potential i mean the, a person a care a gimmick that could carry on the, the undertaker kind of like legacy of that kind of like that kind of mystical mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. my son he was like at the time three years old had the action figure and he thought he was cool looking you know and not even scary of them but he's saying yeah. oh he's kind of scary but i know he's like but not my figure he's the he's okay and i remember showing him was it wrestlemania we popped out of the box and shit remember that that wrestlemania we came back yeah so hey that's yeah, a yeah, fiend, yeah, yeah. That's a fiend. Yeah. and he's like oh. you know he's got his but like i just think there was something i wish you could i'm not digging his uncle howie that you know got character it just doesn't look cool you know i don't know maybe I'll, but bray's a very creative guy we'll see what he comes comes out of all this and you know does alexa bliss really help him with the you know all that kind of stuff that was kind of a weird thing but we'll see but right now i'm not gonna say miss because he's still very popular he still sells a lot of merchandise he's you know but yes I, I would say I'm, I'm like you. I'm. It's not a miss. It's a bunt for sure. Now it was a home run. The marketing yes. part was a home run, but uh, but now we're in a now the second at bat's a bunt for sure. Yeah. So I I, I want to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at my older age, I've learned you know got to be patient. But I, it is a little bit of a cliche of let's see how it plays out, which I hate to use that phrase again, but it's like I want to see how this mm-hmm. plays out before I judge make my judgment too soon but i'm like getting a little impatient here it's like come on give me something else Mm -hmm. i mean it's been cool with you know la night getting beat up and laid out stuff laid on top of him and it's been the mystery of like yo the mask in the background so it's like little easter eggs here and there but it's like you know let's get to some wrestling (laughs) here but it, you know, like the, the rumor is like a, a pitch black type match or whatever it's called, some gimmick oh, match no. at Royal no. Rumble. So I don't know. 
I don't know how this is going to play out. So, but that's still hypothetically, that'd be what five weeks away. So it's like, can we wait five more weeks until yeah. we get something like officially? Like, what's Bray Wyatt's like ring gear and you know what the match is? What's his yeah. wrestling going to be like? Is he going to wrestle in the mask or not? So it's still a lot of questions, but I just worry the WWE universe as a mm-hmm. whole would be a little too little too late by that yeah. point and be like, ah, I'm burnt out here. Okay, I have another guy and okay. a gal that was brought back. Mm. Another kind of mystical kind of character in some ways. A very polarizing <laughs> yeah. character, I think. A lot of people love this guy. A lot of people just don't like this guy. I am in the, the, the camp of I, I like this guy and I like his wife. What is Karrion Cross okay. and Scarlet a hit or are they a miss? I will say hit for the fact I thought their debut was pretty mm-hmm. good as far as their placement. Keep in mind, you know, when Karen Cross came back, he was, you know, he attacked Drew McIntyre while Drew was in the middle of his program with Roman Reigns. So that's a pretty good spot to re-debut mm-hmm. at, you know, in in the main event world title picture scene. You know, he the third man brother the, the third guy in this equation you know drew's mm-hmm. busy for his match against roman reigns but carrying cross returns and attacks him so he kind of you know uh uh you know uh, uh his placement here like you know a uh, flag in the ground like here yeah. i am so that's a pretty big spot to re-debut in a big program to to interfere in um now the program with Drew that came after that because you know with Clash of the Castle, him and Scarlet were there. He threw the water bottle at Drew, trying to a little distraction yeah. in the middle of the Roman Drew match. Um, Saudi Arabia, they wrestled too, right? You know, hit. Yes, in the yeah. cage match there, and Drew Drew won, but Karrion wasn't yeah. pinned, so you know Drew just escaped the and ring. Have so. we seen Karrion since um, then? No. Which I was going to ask you, do you think that's by design because of Bray Wyatt's I return? To, they don't want to get two mystical, you know, characters at the same time. I try to get, you know, figure, try to get some information on that. I just don't know what's going on with him, but I, I, I don't mind them taking a break from him and letting. If he's not hurt, maybe you let him disappear for a bit. Maybe kind of reintroduce him again somehow. Maybe the Rumble, you know, let people. He can come in and do damage in that. Um, I, I think he's. I think they're hits. I think they're a good act. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Um, you know, I think the whole presentation is perfect for the main roster, the entrance, mm-hmm. uh, Scarlet. You know, like a lot, of, a lot of the smarter fans, they like to bag on Carrier Cross's work rate, and you know, and how is work. You know, there's been some guys that. Are, no, not everyone can be Kurt Angle. You know, not everyone can be Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you you mm-hmm. have him work with talented people that can up his game. You know, and yeah, or, yeah. or, or hide his weaknesses. So I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about that stuff. I I see that presentation and with him and his wife Scarlett. And to me, it's 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 major league. And and I think there's definitely a place for them. I think he's a perfect guy to you know, challenge the next world champion. If Cody gets a belt, you could put him on raw and he could be an opponent for Cody or whoever runs the, you know, for SmackDown, whatever, you know, whatever you can do. He, he could fill a role and he could also be a baby face. Scarlet, you know, mm-hmm. could be a baby face. So there's, I think there's a lot you could do with them. I, I like them. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably always keep, you know, pushing for them, you know, cause I, I just think it's, it's a good act. So right now I'm going to say it's, it's a hit as well. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. I, I agree with you. Um, I think the potential there like, for me, their entrance alone is amazing. I cannot mm. wait to see that on a WrestleMania size stage. Yeah. That that's going to be money if and when you know he has. Hopefully, maybe have a match this year or next year at WrestleMania. Um, it's going to be awesome that presentation alone. Um, I do think he's much better with hair. I know it's just hair, but like that's well, been a big talking point amongst fans. Like he looks better with hair. I think at so, first at I was like, I don't know if I like it, but now I like it. Cause I was thinking about like how many bald guys with tattoos are out there wrestling, you know, it's a, <laughs> you know, so now having hair is like unique, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I, I, I would hope they kind of, 
dial back on some mystical stuff with him, the magic or anything like, like leave that. I mean, you could do the stuff with Scarlet a little bit, but you got the you got Bray Wyatt doing it. You know, you don't you don't want to have too many characters doing it. He's Isla Dawn on gosh my goodness nxt doing it you know you don't want you don't want too yeah. many people like that the characters like that yeah no i i think carrying on from what you know just reading online and stuff it looks like triple h is a big fan of him yeah. obviously to bring him back so i imagine triple h will have big plans for him so maybe they're just icing him right now just because of uh you know bray's back and you know they don't want too much magic crossover mm-hmm. right now. But Carrion, you know, he's been doing a couple promos, like backstage type promos, which have been good. He, he is, he's a good talker. So I think those can help, you know, get by or just fill time. But yeah, it's interesting that they really haven't given him another feud. So while the Drew feud I thought was good, uh, like something for Drew to do post Roman Reigns mm-hmm. title yeah. match. Um, but like, yeah, with with with, with Carrion though, it's like I hope they give him something soon because like I feel like that's gonna I, happen. I think Royal Rumble is gonna yeah. be like it's gonna, you know, obviously Royal Rumble is the start of their build to WrestleMania. So I'm guessing we'll see something coming out of that Rumble match, or if not sooner, yeah, yeah. if not sooner, yeah. So I think, um, you know, with uh, um, oh, what was I thinking? Oh. You know, they're getting through the holidays, get through Christmas, but then come January, I think things are starting to get mm-hmm. cooking for uh, Royal Rumble stuff. So um, it's uh, I'm looking forward to what you know they can do come Royal Rumble season and you know, the, the build up there. And so hopefully, yeah, maybe Karen can be in, involved in some of that, uh, you know, build up there. I'm going to group these two guys together because they've been together since since uh, featured lately last few months. Have Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis been hits or have they been misses? Uh, um, uh, it's going to be tough for me to say, but I'm because I love Johnny Gargano and I bought a Johnny wrestling shirt recently, <laughs> but I'm going to say, I'm going to say miss. Mm, um, I agree. And it hurts me to say that too as well. Uh, I, <laughs> It's not necessarily their fault. I think it's been mostly been creative and what's been given to them, but they've been doing their best. But I think the whole Miz storyline, it's been long played out. Everyone needs to move on here. Miz, you know, uh, in the last few months, you know, we saw Jonah, or excuse me, not Jonah, uh, Bronson Reed back on Raw, or, or you know, back in WWE, made his Raw debut. Mm-hmm. It seems like every NXT call up or return, you, like your rite of passage is with the Miz. So you know Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, uh, Tomasa Ciampa, like that's four like NXT guys yeah. that like Triple H just like assigned to work with the Miz. Yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think there's just Miz fatigue. I think Miz, you know, he's he's been with the company for a long time. His character has not really changed, mm-hmm. evolved that much in recent years. So I think that um, there's just a burnout factor with the Miz. He's been on TV a lot. He's done, you know, over the last couple of years alone. You know, remember he was Money in the Bank winner, or excuse me, took it off Otis, yeah. cashed in on Drew. Um, there's been a lot of Miz on TV in recent time, and I think a lot of people are just burnt out with him. So. So I think a lot of people are just like, you know, burnt out with that. And so I think, you know, with that being said, like, unfortunately, people that are connected with The Miz right now, it's just it, it's like been a bad, you know, uh, um, what's the word? You know, a bad omen. Uh, connection. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's just it's like it's the Miz effect. Uh, I think all these guys that are working with The yeah. Miz, you know, it's it's starting off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Yeah. I You know. When it comes to Dexter, I I always kind of wondered, like, I know he was always featured as a babyface in NXT, but maybe he might have been better on the main roster off as a heel, as some kind of hired hired gun for, you know, and then eventually something happens where he turns babyface. I think maybe that might have been better for him. Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, Johnny in, in NXT, of course, he first started off, the wrestling really got him over. The team of... T- 
Tommaso Ciampa, them were great. That put them onto the next level. And then, uh, you know, their program, you know, solidified their status in as top guys at NXT. But then when Gargano turned heel, I was kind of skeptical. But then, like, he became a very entertaining heel. Like, I thought he was very mm-hmm. funny as a mm-hmm. heel. The whole, the way he had the, you know, Austin Theory. You had, you know, that uh, Candice, India. That, that had a great, fun, mid-card heel act. And, or, you know... Mm-hmm. And I think like the writers are looking to like, well, he's kind of a, a, a natural in the mic. He's a goofy, you know, uh, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. so I think they write goofiness for him. Like they feel, oh, this guy does yeah. goofy, but that's not what got mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano over. It's his wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I believe Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa is hurt. So you, you can't, I don't, you know, he's out for yeah. a while, but honestly, I would kind of like, Let's tell, sort of tell that history again, but bring them back together as a team. I would get them over as a team first, and then mm-hmm. you could, you know, split them off from that. But I, I, I just think that's what I think they like. Oh, this guy, you know, is good at these goofiness segments, these goofy comedy stuff that we like to write. But they're forgetting about the wrestling that got him over. You know. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree with you because for me, when I see Johnny Gargano especially on the main roster, I think if booked correctly, he could be the next Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. for for the company. You know, underdog, smaller size, yeah. baby face. Yeah. That's an amazing wrestler. Like, and you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, Brian Danielson over in AEW for, I don't know how much longer is on his contract, what, another year or two at mm-hmm. least. So I'm sure, if, if I had to guess, I'm sure Brian Danielson will come back to WWE at some point. He's just off experiencing wrestling outside of the company right now um but you know with in the meantime i think johnny gargano since he is younger kind of similar you know features and whatnot i i really do think johnny gargano could be that next daniel bryan type character Mm -hmm. for that roster for years to come who could you know go up against the big bad guys and and you know out wrestle them and overcome the odds to win Mm -hmm. um with that being said, though, I'm sure Triple H wants to get to that at some point, but he knows he can't get to it right now just because he's got Roman mm-hmm. up top. You got a lot of other guys who've been there established that he probably wants to use first. Um, I feel like Johnny's a long term project that they want to get to that point at, you know, get to there at some point. Um you know, and I don't want to be patient. Yeah. Like I said, I don't imagine Johnny going to be inserted in the title picture right away. You got to kind of establish him with mid card stories and kind of get him established with with the audience and build him up. Um, you know, but I, I'm with you though. I feel like you know, they're not really relying on him for his wrestling to prove mm-hmm. his worth. He does a great job, yeah, with kind of more of the comedy stuff. Um, but just Dexter Loomis, you know, I know they are connected with The Way from their time in NXT. Um, but Dexter, like, I don't know where that character is going long term. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what, what, like, I feel like they brought him to Raw. Unless you saw him on NXT, you have no idea who this guy is. He's like, he's a creepy. Yeah. You don't know, like, technically, he's based killer. off the Dexter Showtime character. <laughs> Really, he's a serial, yeah. he's a yeah. serial killer that's a a vigilante for in a, a, a baby face like like Dexter is on the show Showtime, but on the Showtime show, which is a great show. Um, but yeah, I still think you know maybe start him off as a heel, you know, and then eventually make him to this vigilante mm-hmm. character that he is now. You know, my concern with Gargano <sighs> is that this stuff has been mm-hmm. so goofy, so gaga. I think it's more of a turnoff and I feel like will these fans that have never seen Johnny Garano in NXT be like write this guy off already with this goofiness and not give a chance when they like decide to start letting his wrestling speak speak mm. instead of his uh you know his acting chops I, I I've I'm, I don't think they'll be there for that when it happens I think it'll be too late that's why I was thinking like get him over the wrestling See? So you're saying this could be in a way this is kind of a bad first impression yeah, exactly. they're using for him on on Raw. Well, I, I mean, 
I imagine if I had to guess, I'm sure Triple H wanted to probably reunite him and Ciampa mm-hmm. as DIY and let them do their thing. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he wanted to try to recreate their legendary feud in NXT on the main roster. I'm sure he would love in a perfect world have Ciampa versus Gargano, like his best storyline or one of his best storylines ever in NXT main event of future WrestleMania. I, I would imagine maybe that's one of his bucket list items as head of creative now. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, you know, Ciampa is out injured, recovering from a hip surgery, I believe. But with Gargano, it, it's like, okay, what's our, our, our backup plan? It's like, all right, we'll put him with Dexter Loomis. Um, and they have this feud, like I said, with The Miz that's been going on way too long. It needs to be over by yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the reveal was funny. Uh, you know, Gargano with the that backstage segment with Byron Saxon. But that, that was like over a month ago now i want to say so that that was funny but that was a long time ago now it's like okay this needs to wrap up and unfortunately like the dexter uh miz ladder match this past monday it just wasn't the crowd wasn't that engaged like a ladder match should be a big deal and they just threw it on monday night raw and it's like these two guys who didn't have that much like uh heat with one another so it just kind of was a dud on raw this week so i i I agree with you. Johnny deserves better. He's an amazing wrestler. Um, I think this is filler until they can. <laughs> I feel like it's this uh, domino effect. You got Roman Reigns been champion for so long. Now it's both titles. It's kind of like the rest of the roster is on hold of different storylines they can get into until they get those titles off him. And then they can kind of, you know, clean slate, come draft, all that stuff. And they can retell some stuff. So, I don't want to say they're going through the motions right now, but I feel like they're doing their best to kill time until Roman drops those titles. A draft could come along. They can set up new rosters on Raw and SmackDown, start over some new fresh storylines. And I hope Johnny is one of those guys that benefits from that new era uh, uh, post Roman as champion. So I'm just, I'm just a little concerned about all this goofiness is just going to hurt them. But yeah, exactly. Another team I want to talk about, and this is kind of hard for me. Because I love these women a lot. I just, you know, I think they're both extremely talented women. Um, one was not a rehire, but one was a call-up. But one was a rehire. Mm-hmm. Is Dakota Kai and Io Shirai hits or are they misses? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm leading towards... M- uh, uh, miss just for the fact the number of losses mm-hmm. they've taken, especially as tag team champion. But I, I <laughs> it, it's a bunt there on the miss side <laughs> as far or it doesn't make sense. You actually hit the ball, <laughs> but no, uh, I would it's say no, a foul it, it's a, a strike, a foul yeah. ball. Yeah, it's a miss there. But I do want to give that disclaimer: they are heels. And they're helping put over Bianca Belair in the big picture of things, I feel mm-hmm. like. So they're doing their job to, as heels to put over the baby face, which is Bianca Belair. This is Bianca Belair's title reign right now. So I think damage control as a whole, and a lot of people have been critical of, you know, oh, Bailey's back, and she got her little faction with Dakota, Dakota Kai and EO Sky. It's like, oh, exciting, but, you know, they've been losing quite mm-hmm. a bit. And people are kind of complaining. Well, it's like, weapon. I thought they're going to be this cool faction that dominates. Well, not necessarily. I'm like, let's look at the bigger picture here. What's their job as heels to put over the baby face? In this case, it's Bianca Belair on this pretty awesome title reign that she's on right now. You know, she's almost, people are like, oh, she's almost like Cena 2.0 as far as just dominating with wins. But that's what you do when you have a dominant baby face. You let them win. <laughs> and like, so... I don't know. Like, what are you thinking? Like, do you feel it's a miss or hit or? I think, I think the whole damage crow has been a little bit of a miss. It's almost like I'm kind of middle. I think when they were established as a unit, I think they should have leaned into them more as being more, a little more dominant early. I think, you know, I understand them having Bianca as champion. They want to have her featured for, but you already have like you already have like Roman dominating everyone. Why it might have been best to hmm. put the belt on put the belts on all damage crawl and put them, you know, and then you know, Bianca could win it again, you know. It's just I kind of feel like 
we haven't seen that great performance from EO yet. Something's missing there. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think she's a mm-hmm. more natural bay face and she is a heel personally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I just feel like maybe they, you know, because you, when you establish a new heel group, you push them. You know, I'm not saying they're not pushed. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. pushing, getting wins, you know, putting the belts on them, you know, making the Bayface chase them, and then they finally they get conquered. But I feel like they just have they just been even either either with the Bayface or just the Bayface has been beating them, you know, even though they've been champions. So mm-hmm. I I think it's a bit of a miss, but I do like that group together. I just wish they were more dominant. I think you know Bailey coming back; she's been gone for a while. And she's fantastic, mm-hmm. and what a great heel she is! I think you should. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think Bianca would've been fine if she, you know, would lose the belt like in the few months to Bailey, and then, but then get it back again. Like I don't think it would hurt mm-hmm. the belt or or um, Bianca one bit. So, but yeah, I I, I just yeah, it's just, I just think ugh, I'm in the middle. But yeah, I think right now it's been a miss. But yeah. those those three women are so talented. I think mm-hmm. they could get it together, and I think they could, you know, be. I think they could turn, definitely turn to hits uh, soon with how talented they are. I, I I think, well, a couple things. Like I said earlier, like they were brought in as a heel faction, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they should not have been eating so many losses early on. If they're trying to establish as a dominant heel faction, maybe they should have been uh, winning mm-hmm. a lot more early on. As far as Wolf. Case the point when they crowned new tag women's tag team champions. Remember, technically it was Raquel and uh, Aaliyah. um yeah. that that and I was just, I was gonna mention Dan- that like they I know Triple H was like oh you know let's put a surprise here let the underdogs win this. Well, I think mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to go with the obvious and and you know like oh shit you know this damage cruel team they're they're here to, they're players you know and I I just like mm-hmm. for example we just talked about. Um, I think it's, we talked about software, but Wrestle War '92, right? Yeah, Dangerous yeah, Alliance. Yeah. They were put together in the end of '91, and they were winning. I mean, they got belts right away. You know, you know, you know, Rude was already champion, but they put the belts, tag belts, right back on them. You know, Austin was a TV title. They were dominant for months, and as like the you know faction of WCW, granted. You know they won't be the top. They, they won't be the top faction of WWE, but they would be the top faction of the women's division. So I think you know you push them as that, and you you get them on top first, and you let the bay faces chase. I think what happened was like it was just like you're right. They're they're eating too many losses, and they weren't established really as a threat. And I think it was a it was a mistake at the time. I thought, well, you know, it's okay to have a surprise with Raquel Gonzalez and Leah winning, mm-hmm. but I think. Looking back, probably best to just go with Kai and EO right away as champions. Because mm-hmm. they end up winning the titles, what, like six days later? Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, right? yeah, like, was... yeah, I know. So Ra- Raquel, I can't keep a tag team title reign longer than two weeks. I mean, with their time in NXT as well. But yeah, I mean, they, so they lost when everyone thought they were going to win on that Monday Night Raw in the yeah. finals. And then, but they still get the titles back or, or, or won them finally, like, yeah, less than a week later. But, you know, that was kind of like out of the gates, not a, the best impression mm-hmm. uh, as far as, okay, this is a new faction that's debuted and they lose in the finals of this women's tag team tournament. Yeah, they probably should just won right there and just been champions this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, with Bailey, I really thought the way things were going like she had bianca's number mm-hmm. and either that ladder match or the crown jewel match i thought she was going to take the title off her and then i thought maybe bianca was going to go on a a tear to, to get back the title right before wrestlemania mm-hmm. season starts i thought bailey might have a short title reign but i do want to give bailey credit here i don't think enough people are talking about this and this may be just my own opinion I feel like everyone that she wrestles, she makes them a better wrestler. As far as like she gives like, all of her opponents, you can argue their best match ever or one of their best mm-hmm. matches. Like Bailey is so talented. Yes, I feel like 
yeah, Bianca, you can argue Bianca, one of Bianca's best matches have been against Bailey. And, you know, going back to Sasha Banks and other people that Bailey's had rivalries with, you can argue that that particular wrestler's best match was against Bailey. So Bailey's just so talented as, as far as making her dance partner look that good. Um, but Bianca, like Bianca's some of her best matches this year were with uh Bailey. I mean, I know she had some great stuff with Becky as well, but you yeah. know, Bailey coming in as a heel, I feel like she did her job of putting Bianca over as a dominant women's world champion for them. So while I would love to see Bailey be champion, but I feel like she's been doing her job and I got to give her credit for, for all that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't argue with that. I think this has been a fun discussion. I know there's a couple of names I wanted to get to, but I don't want to <laughs> go. I like to keep the take it on podcast like an hour. That's like my goal, you know, <laughs> we're the couple na- If you want to just shout them out real quick, we just go. Yeah. Your name. Or all right. If How you about want so. Viking Raiders 4.65. What, what do you think? Uh, eh, kind of miss. miss. Just, all right. Yeah. Who else we got here? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get my list. I just have to be, oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Candice LeRae. Of I would say hit, okay. just based on what's been given to her. All right. Yeah. Tegan Knox. Too early, but too early. Uh, but I, I don't know. It just ran. I, I would say miss because they just threw with uh, with. Uh, um, um, oh my god! Why am I blanking on her name? No, not Shotzi. Um, Former SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, um, Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Give me one sec. Uh, no. Um, uh, oh, my God. People, if they're listening, please don't scream at your... your, uh, your it's, uh, uh, it's, they're not going to be upset with us without this. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Who is it? Uh, my, I'm, I'm trying to remember who... That was Shotzi. That's who she was teaming with. But I guess you're. No, no, no. Um... Oh, let's see. Here, let me. I'm googling it. <laughs> oh my god, Liv Morgan. Oh, there that's you go. right. Liv... Damn, Liv Morgan. That's god. Liv Morgan. I'm sorry. Why? I totally. That's all right. I forget that. about Liv. Any other I forget about Liv Morgan all the time. So don't worry about it. But it's just a random teaming with Liv yeah, Morgan and yeah, yeah. yeah with I, her. I, so it's just random. I always like Tegan Knox, so I'm happy she's back. Um. Yeah. Okay, one more, one too. more quick one here. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Miss She's just because, there. Okay. She's just there. Yeah, I mean she she came back, challenged Rhonda, lost, but it was still a good match. Mm-hmm. She's a great wrestler. And now she's just in a love angle with her actual real life boyfriend, Mad Cat Moss. So it's it's a miss there. All right. Well, all right. I think this is this was fun. I, I really enjoyed this and I really enjoyed talking to you. I hope I did a great job. It was my first time in the, the hosting chair. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome Thank job, John. She's a roller crowd on that. That was amazing. Well, it was more like a golf clap, but it's okay. <sighs> I need sound effects in here. <laughs> all right, baby Huey, where can the people find you on all your socials? Give it talk about in the click and all that stuff. Yeah, In The Click is my wrestling podcast I've been doing for a few years now. So please uh, subscribe where we get your podcasts at. We're on, obviously, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, 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 all the major audio podcast <laughs> platforms. So just search for In The Click. That's K-L-I-Q. Uh, follows on social media at In The Click. Uh, let's see. But yeah, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star uh, rating. Leave a comment, a review there. Uh, if you watch us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that like button, thumbs up button on all the videos, watch them, share the podcast, follow us on social at in the click. If you want to email me in the click at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on my social media, Facebook at baby Huey official Twitter and Instagram at baby Huey 83. And yeah, you know, hit me up. Love talking wrestling. Uh, my goal in the new year is, uh, you know, get back to more regular episodes. It's been a busy last few months at work for me personally. And, uh, and my host Brian Tronic, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back into the groove of things. And then, um, uh, yeah, looking forward to the new year. Uh, I plan on being, you know, covering AEW when they come to the Bay area. So be on the lookout for that. AEW did email me and, 
uh, asked if I want to do some interviews. And I wrote back, hell yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, I'll be down at WrestleMania doing interviews there. So if you go to our YouTube channel, in the Clicks YouTube channel, you can see our video interviews from last <clears throat> WrestleMania. That was a lot yeah. of fun. So, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Just follow along, interact. And uh, thank you in advance for all the support. And thank you, John, for having me oh, on. Oh, man, as this always. has been awesome. <laughs> and I will, I will say, listeners out there, Big Huey always gets the good interviews and and I mean shoot I think you're Drew McIntyre's favorite interviewer right is that what it, that's the <laughs> he's he's the unofficial official third co-host of that's, Click. Yeah, I've interviewed yeah. him I think like nine yeah. times I think in the span of like two years I think I interviewed him like nine times and it was at the point where we see each other now we're like hey what's up I'm gonna be I'm, so, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna push I'm for uh, next time WWE's in the Bay Area and Drew McIntyre's in the card that you come out and you hold a sword up you're just like, yeah, would, you know, like, and it, like I would love dude, that. Drops it. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my gosh. You know, they just drops the sword right on his foot, just severs it. And... Well, I want to try to break the rope. Like I don't know why I went so dark. That'd be awesome. I don't know why I went so dark with this, but, uh, but uh, no, I don't. Well, that's like Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone. Like Disney yeah. movie, yeah, right? Put it, you put it in a hole right here, but you, you fucking stab. <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre's foot. <laughs> Anyways, again, thank you, <laughs> thank you, baby, for on the the Take It Home podcast. Again, follow me on. My name is John LaRocca. Follow me on Twitter at LaRoccaJLs, where I mostly do my wrestling talk. Anyways, and then also, hey, subscribe to if you like all the content on Fight Game Media on this free feed. We also have a Patreon, five dollars a month. We got a lot of great content on there. We have. Uh, Breaks for Impact Podcast has all their news and all the good stuff on there. We have a, a Joshi podcast for the fans of Joshi Wrestling. Gary Gonzalez and I are doing a mm-hmm. Raw 98 review. We're almost done. We have one more episode left of 1998 Raw. And we're going to move on to WCW 1996 retro review. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So catch us on Patreon. It's $5 a month. Give us a shot. I think you're going to love it. All right, everyone, have a great holiday. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And have a good one. Take care. Bye.